Welcome to Signs from the Other Side with Fern Ronay. I'm your host, Fern Ronay, and this is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from those on the other side. Today, I have the most special guest a podcast host could ask for, my friend, Ornella. Hi, Ornella. Hi, Fern. I'm so happy to be here. I'm just so excited. I know. I know. I'm so excited. I wanted you to be guest numero uno. Um, but you're so sweet. I started with a certain platform where it was only, you know, there was only, you could call from the U S and I was like, isn't it usually U S and Canada? They usually go together, but it wasn't. And then I switched to a different platform and it, I got a toll free number for U S and Canada. So I'm so excited because you are in Toronto, right? Well, not technically in Toronto, but yeah, about 45 minutes away. It's Hamilton. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, Ornella is known on social media as Hair Therapy 22. Why? Because she is more than just beautifying everyone who sits in her chair. She's their <laughs> therapist, too, and she's an angel. If 11 is the angel number, 22 is double the angels, and she is double the fun and double the wisdom, and you just need to follow her, and you'll know exactly what I mean. You, you know are how, so like, sweet. <laughs> I was quite proud of that intro because I'm like, how do you describe your friend? But you are... Um, obviously you you do excellent hair. I've seen the pictures. You make excellent food. I've seen those pictures too. But we're <laughs> friends and I and you're you're a therapist. Like hair therapy twenty two is the most perfect name for <laughs> perfect. You're so you sweet. Well you know, with. it's interesting because um you say we're friends and, and I feel so blessed to have come across you and it's spirit that brought us together too. That's it what is. I think anyway. Because it, it was when you did is. John Edwards' um, interview that I first saw you. Exactly. So we met on social media after I interviewed um, Psychic Medium, my Psychic Medium idol, John Edward. Um, right. And you're so good at keeping in touch, and you're you're so good on social media. Like you find you. people that you connect with, and then you stay connected. Whereas I I feel like I should be better at that. I find people that I'm like, oh, I love this person. I can tell they have good energy. But then I don't keep up as much as I should. I think I'm a little antisocial in that way. I, I think you do. I think you on do social work. media. Yeah, I think you do great at it. I, You know, for me, to be honest, the only reason I'm I'm out there as much as I am is because years ago, John Edwards said, don't hide behind something. Make sure you make yourself visible. And I remember thinking, I don't want to do that. I don't want to know anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, when you find the right uh, way of doing it or, or the right um, subject matter, it comes so easy. Yes. I, yes, it does. And I feel like you um, find the things that you're interested in. You can tell you're genuinely interested in those things and you just connect with people. I was going through your t- um, Twitter followers. Yeah. I don't know why, but. Interesting you say that. Media. Yeah, interesting you say that because the reason why I loved you so much on that interview you did with John Edwards is because you even joked about being a little stalkerish or something. And I thought, who is this girl? She knows exactly all the stuff I know about John Edwards, and it is creepy. I know. Okay, so I'm about to creep you out because I did. I mean, I feel like I know you. You're my friend, but I did my research, and I love how. Um, I mean, I know you don't care about this stuff. But I'm like thirsty as the kids would say. And I'm like, look who's following Ornella, the Rachel Ray show. She has a million followers and she's only following 1,300 people, including Ornella, Mary Lou Henner, the TLC Network, James Von Prague, who listeners might know him from Real Housewives of New Jersey as well. 
Um, that's my other life at AfterBuzz TV. But yeah. um, I love that you connected with all these people, and they saw something in you, and were like, they saw your light. You have such a light, Ornella. It's You're true. so sweet. Well, it's you know true. how it is. When you really, when you really respect someone and their work, and then they're following you, like um, with my doctor Brian Weiss, who's the afterlife. He he follows me on social media, and I think, how did that happen? But you know, sometimes you can't ask for answers because there aren't any like you you don't know just like us meeting each other you don't know but you're just appreciative like now I realize I don't really as much as I'm so excited and you know my big one in around the house here is Jimmy Fallon so he follows me and has been oh following for years. and I freaking love the guy so and he's so positive and great and then I think how did that happen but you know what who cares I don't even care yeah. who follows me anymore now it's more like wow how That's lucky I that you. I get to meet other people through this um you know through this social media and uh exactly. and yeah i think everything happens for a reason and you use your social media for such good um and i'm going to be sharing i was going through your post today to look for um oh, i mean i love all your your wisdoms and the things that you share and your specific ornella wisdoms that you that you type up with kind of like your Thank logo you. and i'm going to share a few of them um so, yeah, I feel like people see that in you, and you were meant to share that with the world. So I'm so happy we're connected. I'm so happy we're friends. I talked to three people on the phone, my mother, Howie, my husband, and you. You <laughs> know what? Know I, I just love you. This phone. is going to be a love fest. You know that, right? <laughs> because I adore you, and I just think I can I can feel your love across all, you know, uh, waters and lands, and you just, whatever you say out there, because... I can boast about you right now too. You're definitely oh. whoever follows you is so lucky because you're such a great energy oh, you're too. Sweet. You're so sweet. So you I are. never. Well, so let's talk about Ornella. I never asked you this. Is that a popular name in Italy? Actually, um, interestingly enough, with a lot of my journey with all this spiritual stuff, my father named me, and there aren't any Ornellas in our family. Um, there was a singer in Italy named Ornella Valoni. And he wanted to name me after her. And um, it, it is popular, but it's also popular in, in France. Uh, I have so many clients that if they go away, they'll they'll see a salon, actually. It's a hair salon or a cafe or something. <laughs> There'll be Ornella's. And so I get all these uh, emails of pictures of places people go, and they're like, I saw you, I saw you. And so I think it is in Europe uh, pretty popular, but um, I've only known one other Ornella here in Hamilton. I've never really met her, but I know of her. But, yeah, it's not that popular. Oh, and my funny. dad never named me after anybody. He just he wanted us to be different, and he said, no, yeah. don't her that name. So, yeah. Oh, so it was – but it, he liked this one singer, and that's where he got yeah, the name Yeah, he loved Ornella Valoni and the way she sang. And Aww. she was a little different looking. Um, so I thought, okay, that's okay. But she had an amazing voice. And there's another actress. Right. Her name is Ornella Muto. I wouldn't have minded being named after her. She looks <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty good. But but... With all we've learned from the spiritual stuff, is that she's Ernella Villoni, which yeah. I can't say it as beautifully as you, was probably beautiful on the inside, which is all that matters. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So and I always had fun. I always had fun with that, you know, um, uh, when people would bring it up. So yeah, but at least I wasn't named after a grandmother or a grandfather or you know, whatever's middle name, or my dad didn't want to do that. He was a little bit different that way. And oh, kinda, that's what you meant, that he didn't want to name you after someone in the family. That's right. Got it. Yeah, right, he wanted right. it to be different. And they were, and you were born in Canada, 
Yep. Right? I was born in Canada. There's three of us. My sister was born in Italy. My mom came over, and she was pregnant with my brother in 68, and then I was born in 70. So uh, my brother was born here, and um, my sister was from Italy. So both parents, Italian. Uh, we all had to go to Italian I... school. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I went to Italian school like... for 14 years. I never even heard of that. I would have loved that. Like, is yeah. it like Sunday school, but you're learning Italian? Yeah, it was Saturday mornings. <gasps> I and we also loved had it that. Thursday nights. We also had it Thursday evenings. So it depended on which one you would take. And my girlfriend's sister was much older than her. Uh, she was 18 years older than my, my than my friend. And she was a teacher, and, and she would bring us on Saturday mornings. And I am appreciative of those times, I'll be honest. Yeah. Did yeah, you like I it am. at the time? Uh, oh, no, the time was terrible. The only good thing was that you were blended in with other schools because if they held it at my school, then other schools from the surrounding area would come, and then you'd meet other people. So it was actually pretty nice that way, too. But then it's you're doing work, right? You're, you're trying right. to speak. For, and then our Learn our another Italian, language. So, exactly. And our Italian, my mom and dad, like they spoke it probably when they had to, but to us it was very slang. Oh, right. It's like almost like a different language, right? The Absolutely. Dialect. Yeah, ours is pretty basic. We're from Calabria, very south of Italy, and it was very basic and pretty clear. A lot of people could understand our Italian, um, but still, right. it wasn't perfect, you know. Right. Yeah, so I'm glad, I, I'm glad I did that. It's so nice. I mean, I that's amazing that they yeah. sent you to school because so often parents who speak another language kind of, you just learn it from them directly, but they, they wanted you to learn it properly. is so nice. Yeah, it's Such true, and, and I feel I feel good about it, too. It, it is you know, I wish I would have done that with my kids. They understand it, but they don't really speak it because my husband's not Italian, so I never yeah. wanted to use them when they were little. Yeah. And, um, and so I tell my mom, make sure whatever your broken English is, that's the language you're <laughs> speaking to my children. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure that was a very good idea either, but <laughs> but it worked out okay. They're okay. Yeah. Oh, my God, you three beautiful children that's so great that they even understand it that's a gift too yeah, yeah it is. people who know other languages yeah it is and it I always is. feel bad right. when people make fun of someone for having you know like if they don't use English properly and I'm like at least they know another language like how many other languages yeah. do people make fun oh. of people for broken English and I'm like they know another language it's pretty impressive yeah yeah you know what I never thought of it that way you're absolutely right and the thing is with my mom she was living here for how many years now 50 51 year I think it's been it'll be 51 years and she's still it's it is broken you know some people get upset about that thinking how don't you English is such a hard language too yeah yeah, yeah it is but she gets yeah. she manages she's she's, she's yeah. been okay <laughs> <laughs> she's been managing for a long time so your your mom and dad came yep. here they had your sister she was pregnant with your brother um your, I remember you describing your dad as being like a mother to you and that he was like so hands-on. Yeah, oh, my dad was so hands-on. My dad actually left his hometown in Italy when he was 18, 19, and he didn't meet my mom till he was 29. So my dad actually had his own independence, so I think that's um, probably where the hands-on came on in. Yeah, he had to take uh, care of himself too, do his own laundry and cook for himself probably. That's right. And, you know, it's interesting because I don't think my dad would have naturally been motherly, but he was put in an unfortunate situation where he kind of had to be. But I think that independence of him having to have gone away and then and then go and then meet my mom and then marry her at the age of 29 or 30. He was probably 30 by the time he married my mom. 
um, I think that gave him that when he had to be hands-on, he could manage. Right. 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 So he was hands-on in the sense that um, he, was your mom working and he was taking care That's of you right. guys? That's right. Yep, because my dad got uh, sick when I was three years old, and so that put my mom in a full-time working mode. And then he was he was my caregiver for seven years that he had his cancer, mm-hmm. and um, and he was very motherly, you know, cutting up fruit for me. Like I can remember so many things he did for us. And he was very clean, and he liked yeah. to cook, and so he liked all those things. But I think that goes back, and it's interesting. Just talking to you is really making me realize that is that uh, I think he he could do all those things and was independent because he he was independent for so many years on his own. Yeah. It had right, to be hard my, for him to be, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, because my mom liked cooking too, but my mom was more of a farmer. Yeah. My mom grew up in okay. Italy, but she was the outdoorsy. She liked, she liked being with the animals and the, and the, and the, and the farm and do hands on. My dad was a little bit more, you know, dressed up and, and pretty clean cut and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He, he was very, he was very tidy about himself. So they were a good, uh-huh. they were a good blend, I think. Oh, and yeah. it, and it sounds like it sounds like it had to be hard. I mean, it would be hard for anyone to find out that you're you are sick and that you can't work, but you're still able to take care of things at home. Like it, you know, it's like a yeah, hard you know situation. What, yeah, um, with my parents having been, and I don't know if it's a if it's a benefit or if it's like if it's a good thing or bad thing because. I think when my parents found out my dad was so sick, I don't really think they knew how serious it was. And that could be a good thing because yeah. then they're not yeah. totally panicked over it, right? So when my right. father became ill, the biggest worry was my mom was, you know, she was so probably intimidated by being in a different country. But, you know, I just want to go back to when my parents first got here. The interesting thing is, and this is how I think spirit works, in um incredible ways like i just love spirit but my Mm -hmm. my father when my mom came to canada he said to her and he gave her an address of where they were living and he said you're going to go on the bus and you're going to give him this paper and my mom said i can't go on the bus he says oh no you're (laughs) going to go on the bus and this is so he actually put my mom in a situation where she had to be independent and then of course Mm -hmm. my mom which wasn't the typical way back then it was more the husband would go out and the woman would stay with the children. But mm-hmm. who would have known that so many years later, so that was in 68, so then uh, fast forward to 1973 where he became ill. Thank God my dad put her in that position because then mm-hmm. my mom was already a little bit more you know, confident in what she was doing and able to right. you know, go to the market because back then we always went to the market on Saturday mornings and you know, the grocery stores were very small. It wasn't like these big things that we have now Mm -hmm. and she was able to do that and then have to you know go to work so she cleaned at night she cleaned a bank uh, a big bank she had to take a bus downtown and then come home in the middle of the night and this is this is going back and forth for seven years with you know a sick husband and three small yeah yeah Yeah. so I was talking about how hard it must have been for your dad but for your mom she is tough in another country working hard her husband unexpectedly gets ill. He had leukemia, right? Yep. Um, she has three small children, and she has to figure it out. And That's right. What? She is tough. She is tough. Thank my God mom, he, he 
he kind of prepped her in that way. And I think that is spirit intervening. And I feel like that happens so so often. Just in the last podcast I did um, with Lisa Papel from Tessa May Greeting Cards, she was had with her dad. Her yeah. friends had planned a trip, and her dad passed that weekend. And thank God her friends had a trip that had been planned months before. Thank God they were there that weekend because she had to. She wouldn't have been able to drive herself four hours to. Yeah, that was that was a beautiful. Was. Yeah, that was yeah. A so I, yeah, I feel like spirit is involved in those in those times. And, and you know what? People sometimes feel I think awkward, or they think you know that maybe it's coincidental. You know, everyone's different. Everyone has a right to their own beliefs. But I I believe a hundred and ten percent that there is something generating around us that's bigger than us, and that you know some people think, oh, you know, if I would have done this, it would have been different. You know, there's nothing you do exactly what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it because otherwise you can mm-hmm. regret every single thing in your life. And mm-hmm. there really and is no regret. Had, exactly. And if you had done it the way you thought you should have done it, maybe you wouldn't have learned what you were supposed to learn. And everyone, exactly. you know, it's, it's, you, we're here to, for our souls to evolve and we're here to learn certain lessons for our souls to get to a certain point. And so, you know, everyone always wants to hear that everything happens for a reason, but they don't want to hear that sometimes the reason is that you learned a lesson. Like in in the exactly. next book I'm writing, she's kind of like, that's not the reason I want. I want it to be a good, like I won the lottery. I met the love of my life. Those right. are the reasons you want, but sometimes the reason is you learned something that your soul needed to learn about yourself, about, about, you know, who knows, you might not even know it in the and that, natural, and that really you won't know it until you pass. Yeah, you're saying it exactly right, because really that's for your highest good. It's whatever mm-hmm. comes out of whatever your experience is. I, you know, believe me, I understand when people say, I don't see how this could have worked out for my highest good, you know, losing a parent or losing a child. I, you know, that's the thing. I think sometimes we almost have to give up on expecting an answer because there really aren't answers sometimes. And I really love that I've learned that lesson the most is that I'm okay mm-hmm. with not having answers to everything because yeah. then it's too hard. It's too hard to live right. your life then. And we might not understand the answer, but, you know, being exactly. alive on earth, experiencing it now, we have to, we have to wait. Um, and I, I love that you always felt the connection to the other side. So when you were younger, you, you kind of, you felt this feeling um, and your, and your mom was very, she was um, open to it, right? She didn't discourage you. Right. So for me as a little girl, I remember I would hear things, you know, and now I can talk about it openly. Thank God for places mm-hmm. like your Facebook page and, and everything else that you can really talk openly about this without feeling mm-hmm. apprehensive of being judged. But, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I think, oh, my God, I don't know what I would have said if my kid says I'm hearing voices. But I right. would hear certain things, right? And and I would say to my mom, my mom would just say, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. Aww. But I knew I knew I was intuitive at a very young age. And I do believe I feel bad when – you know, life does bring you down a path where people judge and then they'll say, are you sure that was it? And then you question yourself. But I do right. know and I'm pretty confident in, in what I felt. And I had I had many premonitions as a kid. Um, I always kind of saw things before they were going to happen. And not not like they show you on movies or when you're reading books. It's subtle, but it's subtle, but it's still enough that you're like, oh, my God, I feel prepared for this situation. How could that be? when I didn't know right. what happened, you know? So they are Do you subtle, remember a specific they're... example? Pardon? Do you remember a specific example? Oh, oh, I have so many examples. Well, <laughs> um, just before my father passed away, 
um, I had a premonition and I said to my mother, I said, you know, daddy's going to die. And, and my mom says, oh, no. And she gave me a big hug. And Aww. she says, don't worry about it. She goes, no, he's going to be okay. And I remember my grandparents came here from Italy and they were my mom's parents. They were here to support her. And obviously because something was transitioning in our, in our life. Yeah. And so I heard my grandfather on the phone and it was early in the morning. My dad passed away on February 5th, actually at 5:30 in the morning or maybe five in the morning. And by the time we got the call and I remember looking at my sister and I was up in bed and I, I told her, I said, you know, daddy died. And she looked at me and she just hugged me and she said, you know, don't, don't think like that, you know, don't worry. But I knew that when the phone rang early like that, that's what they're calling to tell us. Yeah. So I already yeah, felt, of course. and I, I learned through time that those premonitions are just a heads up because some people feel so mm-hmm. bad, you know, knowing things, yeah. cause they think, you know, cause then you feel guilty. Did I wish it? Cause I did see my dad suffer a lot. And so yeah. sometimes you think maybe you, you wished it. And when you're a child, you're thinking, Oh my God, did I wish it so much that it actually happened? Right. So you're struggling with all these things, but I was still mature enough to understand that I really didn't have any control over this and, um, you know, that there was something big happening. And then, and then sure enough, it it was the news that he had passed away and I was the only one in the room. We had relatives there, you know, you're Italian, everyone's in there screaming and crying and, Mm -hmm. and, and freaking out over the whole big thing. But I didn't, I, I can picture myself as I'm talking to you right now. I was very low key and and I wasn't crying and I was just observing everyone. And I almost feel like I had to maybe be given that heads up in order to kind of keep things a little bit more level uh, within the family. Yeah. John Edward, actually, I saw one of his episodes and and that's where I learned that so many years later where he said, you couldn't have stopped what was going to happen. Just consider it as a gift, as a, as a heads up to what was going to happen so that you can deal with it in a better way. And I always, I remember thinking when I heard that on his first step, one of the first episodes I'd seen, I went, Oh my God, that feels so good. Okay. I didn't wish this to happen. Right. Yeah, absolutely not. And, and I feel like I almost feel like everyone has the ability, but they block it in so many ways. So I feel like your, your whole family probably knew too deep down if they let themselves get quiet and, and, and they were older than you were a child, so you were able to be more quiet and, and be less distracted by the world and feel it and know that it was coming. And they were all probably they were all outwardly denying it. It sounds like yeah. And if yeah, they had sure. if they had let themselves, they would have felt it too and and known it was going to be imminent. Right, and then Aww. I wonder, you know, my connection with him because I was home with him because I was still so little. Uh, for yeah. so long and didn't go to school that maybe there's that also that connection where you have where you, you know you know more about someone that you're close to uh-huh. because you're in their energy all the time right right, right. absolutely and, and mm-hmm. maybe those energies are meant to come into this world like any relationships you have in your life those relationships are there from other times which is what I believe and so maybe right. you came in with this you know some people say you know you'd have to if you're really okay with everything that goes on, Orn, you have to accept the fact that you lost a parent. And I say, I do. I don't know why yeah. I do. I feel like we've always, maybe me and my dad made that contract on the other side saying, you know, I'm going to come in as your dad, you're my daughter, and this is how it's going to go. And I truly believe that. I believe that mm-hmm. he did that for me so I could learn and have this conversation with you right now where someone mm-hmm. else can feel something and, 
it just keeps going. It's bigger than us, you know? Yes, absolutely. Right? And and you, um, even though you had these feelings and you, um, you know, you felt these things, you heard these things, you didn't look for signs or acknowledge signs until you were older, married, three kids. Oh, my God. So when I, it's funny because we have to remember, too, signs evolve in their own way. And some of the ones I got when I was younger, I almost feel like they were so great. And, I, and now when I look back mm-hmm. and talk to you and listen to your um, your podcast and, and think about what other people are talking about, I realize that they probably were more pure when I was younger because I was more pure. <laughs> right. 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 So in a way, I'm thinking as I got older, I got these physical signs. But when I was younger, uh, Fern, I had, after my father died, and I was very heartbroken And I think, you know, you have that realization when you go to the cemetery. I remember my biggest realization leaving my dad at the cemetery wasn't that he died. It was that, how is he sleeping here tonight? It was almost like, it was almost like he never really left me, but oh Mm -hmm. my God, are we leaving him here? Like it was, it was very traumatic in that way for me. So anyway, months, I don't know, I can't tell you exactly, but days, months or weeks, or whatever later I had a dream of my dad and I used to go to my dad's um, brother's house all the time because my mom being a single parent my dad was hospitalized over the years and she would leave my brother and my sister at home my uncle would pick me up because I think I was a bit of a troublemaker so my mom would have my (laughs) uncle take care of me which I totally understand now having kids that you would isolate the situation so I would go to my uncle's which I was so excited because you know, there was a lot of, you know, dark times in the house, people are sick, whatever. So I'd sleep at my uncle's and then in the morning he would drop me off at home. But by him doing that for me, um, my mom could not, didn't have to worry about me being home with my brother and my sister. And then when she was traveling at night on the bus coming home, she would know that it was only the two kids. Like I think of what she went through sometimes and it's it's mind boggling. Anyway, so I had a dream of my dad after he passed away. I had quite a few. And this is one of my first big signs. So we used to go to my uncle's all the time, and across the street from him lived a family that we used to play in their yard. And I I must have amazing, wonderful memories of that because I had this dream, and there were coffins laid out on the whole front property of this neighbor of my uncle's house. And my dad's in one of them. And I'm not freaking out because it's a dream, so it's weird. and, And I just look at my dad, and he looked at me. And, of course, there's never any verbal, but I can see or feel what he's saying to me. And he says to me in Mm -hmm. Italian, he says, would you like to come with me or did you want to stay a little while? Well, it was interesting that I had the dream that I did at that time because I'd had moments that I think I may have said yes to him at one time. So I said to him, at this point, I was probably 10, so because my birthday was shortly after he passed away. And I said, would it be okay if I stay a little while? And he said, of course. And he laid back, and I woke up startled. And I often wonder, you know, when people pass away, and I've talked to Dr. Brian Weiss about this personally Mm because I was fortunate enough to meet him a couple of times. And I said to him, like, I almost wonder if I would have said yes if those are those deaths that happen where they're unexpected and and you don't know why they died in their sleep. Right. So I feel like spirit has a more has more power than you think they do. Um, mm-hmm. And at the at the end, though, it's always our choice because he didn't say, come with me. He said, would you like mm-hmm. to? And I said, no. 
Right. So, you know, they say we have five exits in a lifetime, like over five exits in a lifetime. I believe Mm -hmm. that sometimes those are the kind of things that can happen. So me knowing that, when I hear of certain things, I have to admit I deal with them differently because of that. Yeah. Because everyone wants an answer. What happened? What happened? Well, sometimes there isn't an answer. Right. And then as I got older. Pardon? Go ahead. No, the answer is like you were saying earlier, a contract to evolve your soul contract with this other spirit Mm -hmm. yeah it's bigger than us we can't really know what it is and so so then as I got older you know I also got a message from my father um my grandmother my maternal grandmother her name's Antonella she passed away in January of 1992 and I was getting married August of 92 and I I dreamt Mm -hmm. of my dad and he was sick he was sick and he was in bed and I I look at him and I said oh my god what are you doing here well, he, again, never, I never see him speak to me, but I sense what he's saying. And he said to me, they came to get me. Well, I didn't put them together until after my dream. But what he was meaning was my grandmother went to get him because she had just passed away. And I believe she went to tell my yeah. dad, you better go see because your daughter's getting married in a few months. Yeah. <laughs> and so my dad, my dad said to me, and it was quite a very intense, wonderful um, uh, dream, but I'll just fast forward and at the very end my mom said to him in the dream she said it's too bad you didn't come six months from now because Ernella is getting married and and he looked at us and he waved his hand over his hair and he had this gorgeous jet black hair and he had beautiful blue eyes and he looked at me and he said this means nothing he says I'll be there (laughs) and I thought oh my god I know. I was. I, I remember waking up, and my family, I, my sister and my mom were there in my room immediately after I woke up, and they said, are you okay? And I, I told them everything, and then they said that my face was as white as a ghost. And I, I'll be honest, Fern, that's something a little different, too. I don't feel that was a dream. I really do feel I was with my dad, and I had a visitation, and that's yeah, something a little bit different, too, but... Um, I know that they say that visitations and dreams, the way you can determine what's one from the other, and that's why I think my one that I had as a child was also a visitation, is they say you'll never forget it. You know how mm-hmm. when you wake up and you have dreams and you kind of can put piece piece it together? Yes. I yes. can tell you this dream from top to bottom. I can tell you how I mm-hmm. saw the freckles because even though my dad was so mm-hmm. dark and blue-eyed, he had freckles all over his shoulders. And I remember seeing them, and I said to him, oh, my God, I see your freckles. And he just smiled right. at me. Yeah, so so those those are gifts, like, you know. Right, and then, that's a gift. That is oh, a good. gift. Yeah, and then, and then as time went on, through John Edward, because now fast forward, I have my third child in 2001, and it was 9-11. And um, mm-hmm. my husband had a 30, he took a 37 paternal leave with me and and Mm -hmm. that morning was devastating my daughter was born in um, Mm -hmm. in March and now this is September 11th well within Mm -hmm. that time I found crossing over with John Edward so I'm going to fast forward I fell in love with the show watched it twice uh, a day and then I'd look at my husband and the very first time which I ended up meeting John Edward quite a few times and and got read by him on Christmas day of all days Um, and I'll tell you how that happened so what happened was I looked at him and he was on the TV and I said to my husband, I said, I'm going to meet this guy and I'm going to know this guy. (laughs) And my husband looked at me and he just kind of looked at me and said, yeah, okay. 
yeah, whatever, <laughs> you know. So you and had I'm a like, new baby. He was on paternity leave, and yeah, you're, like, you know, yeah. just sitting home watching. He's like, okay, maybe she's, maybe she's. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Two hormonal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I learned through John Edwards. So I always say, I know I've told you, like, I I absolutely adored him. Like, he's really my first teacher to let me out of what Mm -hmm. I understand or I always understood to be real. He kind of gave me a way to think, okay, I'm not nuts. This is good. This is real. And he said, be specific in what you ask for from spirit. So I remember it had been 22 years at that point that my dad had passed. So I said to my dad, jokingly, and that's why 22 is a very big number for me. Yes. Right? And so it was yes. 22 years. It just clicked for me because I always think of, of um, 11 as the angel number. So anything right. like 11, 22, 33 is good. Oh, that's right. wow. Okay. Okay. So it was so, yeah. 22 years. And I said to my dad, you owe me big time. I said, <laughs> this whole time you haven't been asking for signs. Now you yeah. want things. Yeah, I didn't ask till yep. this point because mm-hmm. I really didn't understand it. And I was kind of busy yeah. in my own life, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I said, you owe me big time. And I told him, I played around with it at first. I said, I want to see your name somewhere. And my dad's name was Santo, which means holy. And he was born on November 1st, which is All Souls Day no. or All Saints Day. All Saints Day. And so then I started watching, like, sports would come up. I never watched baseball. Well, that's a very popular name is the Santo. So I would see his name. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, is that a coincidence? Uh-huh. Well, then I said to my dad, I will only believe you are really here if you come through John Edward. Well, fast mm-hmm. forward 11 years from that point, <laughs> and I also yeah. had something else happen then, but 11 years from that point, I get called from John Edward's cousin Katrina, and she says, Arnella, mm-hmm. we have a surprise for you. John Edward is going to read you on Christmas Day 2011. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And so he read me. My dad came through. It was a wonderful experience. Um, but back to when I asked for signs from my dad, um, when I told him he owed me big time, I hope I can get this in. So what happens yes. is I go to church on Easter Sunday. You wanted him to acknowledge your last, you have three That's children, right. three beautiful so, kids. And you said, so I want you to acknowledge was, my, la- my last child. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I said, Ba, if this is you, I want you to acknowledge my third child. I didn't say my first. I didn't say all of them. I didn't say my second. I said my third child. So now this is 2002. My daughter was born in 2001, and she was born the 28th of March. And now I think it was the 31st of March was that Easter Sunday. So we go to church because I brought my mom to church. And then my son, who's seven years old, is jumping up and down saying, (laughs) <laughs> mom can we get the bulletin can, and I'm like no it's not my church I, I don't need it I don't know anybody here and he's jumping and jumping I said okay let's just grab the bulletin so we grab the bulletin and I look at it and because I have a unique name I see this name mm-hmm. on the bulletin of people that had passed in recent days and this they were going to be having a service for them so I look at the name and I look at my mother and I said do you know this name and his name was Nazarino de Palma and I thought, that's weird. She goes, no, I don't know that. She goes, do you? I go, no, I'm just curious. Left it at that. We bring it home. We all get out of the car. I drop my mom off at home. We all get in the car. We go to my house. First thing we do when we get home is I get to put a couple of the kids for a nap. And I answer. I listen to all my answer machines. There's someone speaking in Italian. My husband's not Italian. He says, I don't know what he's saying. I said, 
well, what did he just say? And I said, I don't know. I listened. I am not kidding, Fern, maybe 10 times. I all of a sudden looked down and I'm freaking out. And I said, one minute, I run back to the car, grab the bulletin, come back in the house. So I look at my husband. I said, listen to that again. The poor guy had to listen another three times. And he knows I'm nuts. So he wasn't too worried about this. And he says, I heard, I heard, I heard what he said. I said, is he saying this name? And I show him the name on the bulletin. And my husband says, yeah. And my husband's not Catholic. He doesn't understand how all the process works. With my, I said, oh, my God. This is the man. They're saying a mass for him. He passed away. And, and so my husband looks at me and he says, are you saying the dead guy called us? And I said, <laughs> I said no. I said, I, I'm not saying that. I said, but somehow this man is sending a message to me from my father. So sure enough. And he didn't the message specifically. Oh, go ahead. Go he ahead. said, hello. <laughs> My name is Nazarino. This was all in Italian. My name is Nazarino di Palma. I have called you to wish you a happy Easter. No one is home. He said, be well. I'm freaking out. I'm listening to it another hundred <laughs> times. My son's looking around at me. He goes, he starts jumping around and he starts saying, I know you think no, no called us. And I'm like, no, oh. no. You know, I'm feeling bad. I'm not sure. <laughs> right? So we're all excited. So then it was time for me to put Madeline to sleep. And I said, I know this was you. So after the excitement settled down, you become greedy with signs. I've heard that before on many shows. <laughs> and I think one of your guests in the beginning had mentioned that too, that you just want to keep wanting more signs. Yeah. So I said yeah. to my dad, I said, I know you're here. I said, I know that was you, but I want another sign. Fast forward, the weekend's over. I bring my, kid, my oldest son uh, to school. And he looks at me, and my whole acknowledgement was of my daughter. So he says, Mom, what's this? I said, one minute, when I'm done, when I drop you off, I'll look at it. He shows me this piece of paper. And the man's mass on the bulletin was eight, Wednesday, April 3rd, okay, 2002. Mm -hmm. This paper mm -hmm. that my son had was Tuesday, April 3rd, 2001. And he said, what is this? And I said, oh, my God. I said, Matthew, if mom didn't have Madeline on March 28th, I was going to have her on April 3rd, mm -hmm. uh, 2001. But then mommy went in early, so I didn't have to worry about that appointment. First of all, for that paper fern to be in my husband's OCD Cleansley car was first, like, the biggest surprise. Like, I said to him, where did you get that? He said, it's in Madeline's car seat. There's no way that paper should have been there. So I have right. a copy of that. I have a copy of the bulletin. I kept it all together. I know my dad was acknowledging Madeline for me. Absolutely. And he came in a big way. He came in a very big right. way. Mm -hmm. So he had to maneuver so a lot of things. Spirit has yes. to maneuver so many things for that to happen. And I feel like the way this came through to you is that, you know, for some people it has to be, um, so it has to be a certain way because some people are a little more doubtful, but I feel like he's like, my Ornello will connect the dots. My Ornello will know that They're this so sweet. is me. So sweet. It's true I, I, because, I mean, the phone call, like the phone call, yeah, what's that a, a all name about? That, like if this man passed his his masses in a few days, and he's calling. How is he calling my house? And I feel like that's that's one of those things where you're like, 
what? And then it's like, wait a second, that's pretty amazing what you just pulled. And you're, you know, you don't have to make a believer out of me, but I know that's a sign from you um, when something amazing like that happens. But how does this connect to Madeline? And then that paper that shouldn't have been there. Right. Should have been in her baby box. You know, it should have Mm -hmm. been, I'm a keepsake. So I usually put everything, how did that and, and, you know, Fern with 22, because I've learned through numerology, too, with some of the people that I like, like Glynis McCants, you know, it was March 31st, 2002. So it was a 2-2 in, in the date. Mm-hmm. And I know those are a little bit more technical. Like, like you were saying, it comes to people in different ways. I'm a little bit more analytical that way, and I look at all those things only mm-hmm. because I've been open to it for over 30 yeah. years. Um, right. But sometimes it could come simple. Um, like when I was started getting my hearts. So a lot of people say, oh, my God, Arnella, I get hearts. I love that open conversation because when I post those things, people always say, oh, my God, that happens to me all the time. Are you saying that? Yeah. And I go, of course it's spirit connecting mm-hmm. with you. You know, I don't just get Absolutely. the hearts. I always tell everyone because they say you're so lucky you get all these hearts. And I said, I'm not lucky. I'm just seeing them. They're there exactly. for you, Exactly. You're paying attention. Exactly. You're paying attention. Right? Like, I feel like if this story had happened to anyone else, someone would be like, oh, my God, the craziest thing happened to me. This man who's, who has the name of someone who passed that I just read in a bulletin just called my house. How random is that? Someone would just be like, that's so crazy. Oh, remember that right. crazy story and move on with their life. Instead of saying, that's one of those out-of-this-world things that – Absolutely. Asked specifically asking for a sign, and then April 3rd and April 3rd. So this man's, you know, yeah, April 3rd, path. April That's 3rd. Right. That's the connection. That's Madeline. And, and anyone else would have overlooked it. But if you're paying attention, everyone has, has someone who wants to, to reach out to them and let them know you're not alone and we're rooting for you from the other side. It's so true. And, you know, we all play a role. Everyone's role in all these things that happen are just as important. You know, I always make sure to say, you know, people say you're, like I said before, they say you're so lucky. I always say, I'm just opening up to it. Everyone has the Mm -hmm. same opportunity. And my son, he's the one who said to me when I said, don't worry, sweetie, this has to do with me. It doesn't have to do with you because he could see I was excited about it. And then Mm -hmm. he looked at me and he said, no, mommy, this has to do with me too. I'm the one who got the paper. So he, yeah, like he's, He's so aware, and, and now, I mean, he's 24 years old. He'll be 24 in a couple of weeks. But he was well aware that he was part of this equa- equation, you know, like mm-hmm. we all are. It's not just mm-hmm. one person. And so he was right. right if he hadn't jumped around. Right. So, see, spirit did something to him to nudge me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I yeah. wish I could take all the credit for everything that comes, but I'm such a small part in the big picture. Right. But right? you're paying attention. Yeah. Right. The, all of these things are, are happening to lead up for, to you to notice. Yes. Yeah. So when spirit does all that and then we don't notice, I'm sure they're thinking, <laughs> okay, I think I'll just drop a brick from the house and hopefully it'll hit them right where it counts. <laughs> right. Right? But because I think people have to be, um, it's all part of their journey when they're ready to be open to it. Then 100%. there's a reason they're listening to this podcast. There's a re- reason they're being drawn to certain books and yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important to have people like yourself to make other people that maybe are a little apprehensive to say, oh, my God, I heard that story. I heard this. I heard that. Like that woman uh, with her artwork, uh, with the cards, like, you know, her father didn't only give her all this love and attention from the other side, but she has a whole career over it. 
Yes. <laughs> Isn't it so you know, nice? Yeah, like, that's amazing. Yeah. Like and all the yeah. other ones you've had on, like there's just it isn't just about one thing. It's about mm-hmm. and I do believe, you know, when you when you interview different people, Fern, and when you talk to John Edward about, you know, um how we have people that come into our life for a reason and, and, and we figure it out when we're supposed to, but we have to also be open to that. Mm-hmm. We can't just expect yes. that it's going to happen. And there was something I wanted to tell you about that actually. Yeah. And I can't remember, but, um, but no, I think it's all, I think it, Oh, Oh, about having relationships. Like either you have them on this side. I mean, I had a great relationship as far as I know with my dad, but the mm-hmm. relationship I have now, you know, exceeds any relationship that I, I had yeah. with Empire. I think that's so interesting because I always, like, you know, people are, if they see everything that I post on social media, they'll be like, oh, that she was, must have been so close to her grandparents. And we were very close to them. We went to to my mom's parents, you know, every other weekend we would sleep over. We would sleep nice. over with my dad's mom. We were close, but they definitely got on my nerves, especially right. my grandmother. I remember when I was being, you know, she was so kind of old school from, you know, the greatest generation from the 1940s. So I remember right. I had broken up with a boyfriend and um, a few months later, she's like, oh, he's probably married by now. And I was like, what? by now you just have to remember that she but she would drive me nuts so and I was getting a little older and I hadn't met my husband yet and she's like oh you don't want to meet someone you know after 30 because then it's over the hill I was like thanks a lot like I remember she used to drive me nuts and I almost feel like we have a better relationship now that she's on the other side I just feel like I I don't have her earthly judgment I have her complete and total unconditional love and support and she she was always very loving completely like always said she would always say I love you with all my heart and soul and I write that in my nieces I love that I always write it in my nieces cards and I always say it to her um but she was very loving but she was very um, but you know it wasn't that a little judgmental (laughs) yeah but it wasn't that judgment that you have this connection with her now so see I believe that all those little things even if they're seem harsh and negative at the time they're actually the the building blocks to what makes your um relationship with her even more solid now you think yeah i guess so <laughs> yeah because no, what mean, happens is they're I that type of person you're way, like yeah. how could she do that to me <laughs> you know <laughs> but it's because yeah. we're made up of so many different things mm-hmm. right that's yeah. so funny mm-hmm. but you're right you don't yeah. have to you know, you don't. Sometimes you don't really necessarily like the energy some people bring, but maybe from the other side because you do lose all those judgments and all that. You know, assumptions. Yes, exactly. And, yeah, I think you're so exactly. right. Exactly. John yeah. Edward always says says that about um, you know, like someone could be um, let's say they're racist on Earth, but when you get to the other side, it's kind of like taking the, this baggage out of your pocket and you're free of that. So, so I feel like she's she's still Jean. My, yes. you know, my grandmother. She's still her, but the best her, and I just Aww, feel it. That's so I don't know, nice. I can't even explain it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I believe that. Yeah. So, um, do you? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I was just gonna say. I mean, I feel like we're running out of time, and I feel like I could talk to you for four more hours, and I love talking to you because whenever I talk to you, I feel I'm in such a good mood after. You're such an oh, energy you're so lifter. Nice. You're such a gift. It's true. You are a gift. Um, but so I feel sweet. like I feel like we 
and I don't know if we can capture this in three minutes, but I feel like we must have been connected in another life. And do you believe in reincarnation? Do I believe in that? Yeah. Oh, I believe. And I know you're you're very close with Dr. Brian Weiss, who wrote Many Lives, Many Masters. He's amazing, and um, you have a wonderful connection with him. Yeah, and my first book I ever read was um, by Dr. Michael Newton, and he's into all that stuff too, and and did hypnosis on people and stuff. I believe, Fern, that sometimes I remember in that book the best thing, and you were saying if I could sum it up, the best thing I read in that book from um, Michael Newton, but Many Lives, Many Masters was one of my favorite books too. is when you meet someone and, you know, someone says, well, if you had them in a different life, why can't you remember them? Because we're not supposed to remember them with our mind because Mm -hmm. then we're not giving this person as Arnella the fair chance of learning new lessons, and that's how you're constantly evolving your soul. But they say Mm -hmm. that there's a connection in the heart, and you think, you know what, I know there's no way, I, and I feel that way with you, There's no way we would have crossed paths from where you live, where I live. But then there's a Mm -hmm. connection of a heart that you think, I know I can't know you, but why do I feel so close to you? And a lot of people will share those expressions, and they'll say, you know, it's funny. I I work for this guy, and I don't know him, but I feel so close to him. And I'll say, well, you know what? He was probably part of your circle and probably came from a past life. And I believe Mm -hmm. that. So for you... When I met you, like, that's weird. I just finished telling you how I don't want to know people, really. I don't, I don't really want to be out there because I'm a little bit afraid of that. But yeah, when yeah. I met you or when I saw you interviewing, I went, oh, my God, I feel like I know her. I feel like there's yeah. something. And then when we did talk and it was so great, it wasn't surprising to me because I just feel it. I feel it in my heart. I feel it, too. I can't thank yeah. you enough. We could talk for four more hours, so we're going to do this again. I love you, too. And (laughs) I know you don't care about followers, but everyone can find you at Paratherapy22. Right. Yep, absolutely. Sounds good. And I will definitely talk to you. um, Yes, I'll talk to you soon, too. And I can't thank you enough. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Good night. Sweet dreams. Bye. Bye. Thank you to everyone listening. You can follow me at Fern Renee on all social media.